Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, Jen and I are going to be discussing the paper, L'instabilité n'est pas toujours la même. Variabilité, stabilité, flexibilité. Une manière plus précise de décrire l'esprit et son développement by Thea Ionescu. This paper is significant in the field of psychology because it proposes a new way of conceptualizing the development of the mind. Ionescu argues that there are three distinct stages of development rather than the traditional two stages of instability and stability. These three stages are variability, stability, and flexibility. Variability is the stage in which the mind is constantly changing and exploring new possibilities. Stability is the stage in which the mind has settled into a more fixed pattern of thought and behavior. Flexibility is the stage in which the mind is able to adapt to new situations and change its patterns of thought and behavior as needed. Ionescu's theory has important implications for our understanding of how children learn and develop. It suggests that children need to go through all three stages of development in order to reach their full potential. Variability is essential for children to explore their environment and learn new things. Stability is essential for children to consolidate their learning and develop a sense of identity. Flexibility is essential for children to adapt to new situations and solve problems. Ionescu's theory also has implications for education. It suggests that teachers need to provide different types of learning experiences for children at different stages of development. For example, children in the variability stage need to be given opportunities to explore and experiment. Children in the stability stage need to be given opportunities to practice and consolidate their learning. Children in the flexibility stage need to be given opportunities to apply their learning to new situations and solve problems. Overall, Ionescu's theory is a valuable contribution to the field of psychology. It provides a new way of understanding the development of the mind and has important implications for education and other areas of psychology. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to us on social media. In a world where stability is overrated and flexibility is underrated, there's a company that's here to help you embrace your inner instability. Introducing Veriflex Corp. We're a team of scientists and engineers who have developed a revolutionary new technology based on the groundbreaking research of Dr. Thea Ionescu. Our technology allows you to harness the power of variability to become more creative, innovative, and adaptable. On-screen text unleash your inner instability with our patented veriflex device you can generate new ideas on demand solve problems like a boss adapt to change like a chameleon become the most interesting person at any party on screen text the future of human potential so why wait order your veriflex device today and start experiencing the benefits of instability because stability is boring, Veriflex Corp, now available at your local retailer. On-screen text, embrace the chaos. Side effects may include increased creativity, enhanced problem-solving skills, improved adaptability, a newfound love of change, an overwhelming urge to dance to the beat of your own drum. On-screen text, embrace the chaos, unleash your potential.
because stability is overrated. In today's podcast, we'll delve into the intricacies of human relationships, their diverse nature, and how we make sense of them. To guide us through this exploration, we have with us Shi Cheng, Harun Popal, and Huang Ching Wang, the authors of the research paper titled The Conceptual Structure of Human Relationships Across Modern and Historical Cultures. Welcome, Shi, Harun, and Huang Ching. Thank you for joining us today. Let's dive right in. Can you give us a brief overview of your research and why it's significant in the field of social sciences? Absolutely. Our research explores the mental representation and organization of human relationships. We built a unified framework that integrates various theories across disciplines and discovered a set of five dimensions, AV, and three categories, HPP, that form the conceptual space of human relationships. This framework is significant because it offers a common language and understanding of relationships, facilitating cross-disciplinary research and theory building. That's fascinating. Could you elaborate on the five FAVI dimensions and three HPP categories? Sure. The FAVI dimensions are formality, activeness, valence, exchange, and equality. Formality refers to the degree of structure and formality in a relationship. Activeness captures the level of interaction and engagement between individuals. Valence represents the emotional tone or quality of a relationship, ranging from positive to negative. Exchange refers to the exchange of resources, whether tangible or intangible. And equality reflects the power dynamics and balance between individuals. The HPP categories are hostile, private, and public, representing distinct types of relationships based on their emotional and social characteristics. Thank you, Haroon. These dimensions and categories provide a comprehensive framework for understanding relationships. Let's talk about the global aspect of your research. How did you study relationship conceptualization across different cultures? We conducted a large-scale online survey with participants from 19 global regions, representing diverse ecological, biological, and sociocultural backgrounds. We used the FAVI dimensions to measure relationship representations and found that the basic organization of relationship concepts was globally shared. However, we also observed cultural variations, with differences in the understanding of public relationships, for example. Religion and modernization emerged as key factors influencing these cultural variations. That's really interesting. So we have a universal framework with cultural variations. Now, let's explore the historical aspect. How did you investigate relationship representations in ancient cultures? We employed state-of-the-art natural language processing techniques to analyze large-scale text corpora from ancient Chinese historical archives. We used pre-trained language models to capture ancient people's perception and comprehension of relationship. Our analysis revealed that the FAVI HPP structures were also present in ancient representations of relationships, demonstrating the endurance of this conceptual framework over a 3,000-year history. Incredible. A framework that applies across cultures and time periods. What are the implications of your research for understanding human sociality and the broader field of social sciences? Our research has several implications. First, it provides a foundation for a unified understanding of human relationships across disciplines, facilitating collaboration and theory integration. Second, it highlights the importance of cultural and historical factors in shaping relationship conceptualization, 
contributing to a more nuanced understanding of social interactions. Third, it offers a computational framework for measuring and comparing relationships, which can be valuable for various applications, including social network analysis and relationship counseling. Thank you all for sharing your insights. Your research has provided us with a deeper understanding of the complexities of human relationships and their representation across cultures and time. This is a significant contribution to the field, and we're excited to see how it will influence future research and applications. A quirky living room with mismatched furniture and colorful decorations. Introducing Favi HPP Relationships, the company that's redefining relationships as you know them. A person dressed in a giant inflatable dinosaur costume walks across the room. With our groundbreaking Favi HPP framework, we've cracked the code to understanding the complexities of human relationships. A cat wearing a tiny top hat sips tea from a miniature teacup. Narrator, from formality to equality, activeness to exchange, and valence to private, public, and hostile, we've got all your relationship needs covered. A group of people dressed as superheroes engage in a playful pillow fight. Our team of experts has meticulously analyzed ancient Chinese historical archives, surveyed people from 19 global regions, and even consulted with a talking parrot. A parrot perched on a stand squawks. And guess what? We've discovered that relationships are just like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. A hand reaches into a box of chocolates. Welcome to our podcast, where we'll be discussing how accurate hypothetical nudges are in predicting real behavior change. I'm Jen, and I'm Tom. In this episode, we'll be talking about the paper Hypothetical Nudges Provide Misleading Estimates of Real Behavior Change by Linnea Gandhi, Anushka Kayawat, Colin Kammerer, and Duncan J. Watts. This paper aims to investigate the validity of hypothetical scenarios as a proxy for real-world contexts in the field of behavioral research. The use of hypotheticals has gained popularity in the study of nudges, which are psychological interventions designed to influence behavior change. The authors conducted a series of experiments to compare hypothetical outcomes with corresponding real-world data from five different nudge studies across various domains. The authors designed four styles of hypothetical scenarios to approximate the five selected field studies. They ran a total of 20 pre-registered experiments with over 16,000 participants to ensure a clear comparison between old field data and new hypothetical data. The results showed a consistent bias in hypothetical outcomes, with participants engaging in target behaviors more frequently in hypothetical scenarios compared to the original field experiments. Interestingly, the estimations of treatment effects were unpredictable. Sometimes they were bigger, sometimes smaller, and sometimes calibrated, which suggests that none of the four hypothetical designs reliably reduced estimation error. The authors conclude that researchers should exercise caution when using hypothetical scenarios as a low-cost but unreliable tool to evaluate nudge interventions. This study highlights the importance of considering the limitations of hypothetical scenarios and emphasizes the need for researchers to invest in more comprehensive investigations to identify design features that can lead to more reliable hypothetical estimates. 
the authors also suggest exploring alternative techniques to improve the accuracy of hypothetical data, such as cheap talk scripts, certainty questions, or honesty priming. Overall, this paper contributes to the growing body of research on the limitations of hypothetical scenarios in predicting real behavior change. It provides valuable insights for researchers and practitioners who rely on hypothetical designs in the field of behavioral research. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss future episodes. We'll see you next time. Tired of your hypothetical nudges leading you astray? Introducing Nudge Check, the revolutionary new service that ensures your nudges are on point. Have you ever wondered if your hypothetical nudges are actually effective in the real world? Well, wonder no more. With Nudge Check, you can now get a reliable estimate of how your nudges will perform in the wild. Our team of nudge experts will analyze your hypothetical scenarios and provide you with a detailed report complete with predictions and recommendations, so you can be confident that your nudges will have the desired impact. But wait, there's more. Nudge Check is not just for the big guys. We offer our services to nudge enthusiasts of all sizes and budgets. So why wait? Head over to nudgecheck.com today and let us help you take your nudges to the next level. Nudge check, because nudging without data is like driving blindfolded. Visuals of people using nudge check to improve their nudges interspersed with funny and weird animations of nudges gone wrong. Nudge check, nudging, but better. Welcome to our podcast. Today we're discussing the paper, Who Are the Missing Middle? Obtaining a consensus definition of the missing middle from experts in youth mental health. This paper attempts to define the term missing middle in the context of youth mental health. So why is this paper significant? The term missing middle has been used to describe a group of individuals who are not receiving adequate mental health care. This group can include young people who are struggling with mild to moderate mental health issues, as well as those who have more severe mental health issues but can't access the services they need. What are the key concepts and background information we need to understand before diving into the paper's specifics? Right. The authors start by explaining that the term missing middle is not clearly defined in the mental health field. So their goal is to develop a consensus definition and explore how acceptable it is. Okay, so how did they go about doing that? They used the Delphi method, which is a research approach that involves multiple rounds of questioning and feedback. They recruited three expert groups, young people with lived experience, clinicians and service providers, and researchers and policymakers. Let's get into the core of the paper. What were their objectives? Their objectives were twofold. Firstly, to identify the different ways experts describe the missing middle. Secondly, to develop a consensus definition that is acceptable to all expert groups. What methodology and techniques did they use to achieve these objectives? They used a three-stage Delphi process. In the first stage, they asked experts to provide their definitions of the missing middle. The second and third stages involved refining and developing a consensus definition. And what were their key findings and results? They identified 10 subthemes describing the missing middle. Four of these subthemes were endorsed by all expert groups from the outset. Service gap, inflexibility, 
inadequate service quality and duration, and social disadvantage. So what's the significance of these findings? The findings suggest that the missing middle can be defined as a gap in care where existing mental health services are not meeting the needs of individuals in a meaningful way. This definition captures the system-level issues that contribute to the problem. What are the implications and applications of these findings? The paper's findings have several implications. Firstly, it provides a clear and concise definition of the missing middle, which can be used by researchers, policymakers, and service providers to better understand and address the issue. Secondly, it highlights the need for more research to identify effective interventions for the missing middle. Now let's wrap up with the conclusion. What were the main points discussed in this paper? The main points were, the missing middle is a term used to describe a group of individuals who are not receiving adequate mental health care. There is no clear definition of the term. The authors use the Delphi method to develop a consensus definition, and the findings suggest that the missing middle can be defined as a gap in care where existing mental health services are not meeting the needs of individuals in a meaningful way. What were your personal reflections on the paper? I was really impressed with the author's approach to the study. They did a great job of engaging with experts from different backgrounds and perspectives. I think the consensus definition that they developed is a valuable contribution to the field. Absolutely. And I think it's an important reminder that we need to do a better job of meeting the needs of the missing middle. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about the missing middle, check out the references in the show notes. In a world where mental health services often fall short, there's a new company rising to meet the needs of the missing middle. Introducing the Missing Middle Company Scene 1. A young person sits alone in their room, feeling lost and alone. They're struggling with mental health issues, but they don't know where to turn. Don't be like this person. If you're in the missing middle, we're here for you. A person is stuck in a revolving door, going round and round, unable to escape. Are you stuck in a mental health care revolving door? The missing middle company can help you break free. Scene 3. A group of people are standing in a field, all facing different directions. They're all lost and confused. Feeling lost and alone in your mental health journey? The Missing Middle Company can help you find your way. On-screen text. The Missing Middle Company, we're here for you. Don't wait. Contact us today and let us help you get the mental health care you deserve. On-screen text. Where the Missing Middle is no more. Disclaimer, The Missing Middle Company is a fictional company created for the purpose of this commercial. It does not exist in the real world. This research paper aims to analyze the relationship between work engagement, job design, participation climate, and clan culture at the individual and unit levels. The study combines insights from Job Demands Resources, JDR Theory, and institutional theory to explain how organizational factors influence employee engagement. The paper proposes a multi-level structural equation model, MLSEM, to examine the relationships between these variables. The study's theoretical framework assumes that work engagement can be modeled as a unit-level phenomenon 
and that participation climate and job design mediate the relationship between clan culture and work engagement. The research was conducted using a sample of 909 employees from 101 units in the Norwegian police force. The data was collected through cross-sectional surveys and a two-step MLSM approach was used for analysis. The first step examined the measurement model, while the second step analyzed the structural model. The findings revealed a good fit for the proposed model. Work engagement was confirmed as a unit-level phenomenon, and participation climate and job design were found to have positive associations with work engagement at both the individual and unit levels. Clan culture was positively related to participation climate at both levels. Furthermore, the study found that job design partially mediated the relationship between participation climate and work engagement at both levels. This suggests that the positive effect of participation climate on work engagement is partly explained by the way jobs are designed to provide autonomy, variety, and control to employees. This research paper provides valuable insights by integrating JDR theory and institutional theory to understand how organizational factors influence employee engagement. It extends our understanding of work engagement as a unit-level phenomenon and offers practical implications for leaders and organizations seeking to foster environments conducive to high engagement. In a world where work feels like a never-ending to-do list, there's a company that's breaking the mold. Introducing Engagement Inc., the quirky, out-of-the-box solution to your workplace woes. A frustrated employee, drowning in paperwork, is suddenly interrupted by a dancing llama. The llama starts organizing the papers into a neat stack, revealing the Engagement Inc. logo on its saddle. Our team of professional llamas are experts in engagement and productivity. They'll transform your boring office into a vibrant circus of efficiency. Scene 2. A boss, struggling to motivate his team, is visited by a talking unicorn. The unicorn sprinkles magical dust on the employees, who instantly become enthusiastic and productive. Our talking unicorns are masters of motivation. They'll turn your team into a herd of unstoppable workhorses, or maybe work unicorns. A stressed-out employee is about to give up when a wise owl appears. The owl hoots sage advice, helping the employee to overcome their challenges. Our wise owls are experts in problem-solving. They'll help you navigate the trickiest work situations with ease and wisdom. Outro at Engagement Inc., we believe that work should be engaging, fun, and a little bit weird. Contact us today to unleash the magic in your workplace. Remember, life's too short for boring jobs. On-screen text, Engagement Inc., where work becomes a whimsical adventure.